Hey-ho and away we go. I'm Uncle Charlie and this is Children's Bible Hour Storytime. I sure hope you can stick around for the next few moments as we sing a bit and then have an exciting story called The First Step. But the first step in today's program is some good music. Hey, what would you be if you were bigger? Well, listen to what this little gal says she wants to be when she's bigger. If I were only bigger, I know what I would be. I'd be a missionary and sail across the sea. I'd be a missionary and sail across the sea. I'd go to Well, now that we've had sing time, what comes next? Why, of course, story time, because this is Children's Bible Hour story time. So let's get right to our story, written for the Children's Bible Hour and entitled, The First Step. Gwen Davis lives with her parents in a crude little log cabin on the shores of an isolated lake in northern Ontario. Her father has just gone into the area as a missionary to the Indians. Gwen loves the Lord Jesus, but she's rather afraid of the dark-skinned people her father ministers to and the strange, wild country in which they live. So afraid of them that she can't bring herself to make friends. But there's nothing to do, Mother. There's no one to play with or anything. Why don't you go with Daddy over to the village this afternoon? Where all those Indians are? I just couldn't. Gwen, dear, we are here to serve the Indians, to win them to the Lord. We've got to make friends with them and show them that we love them. But, Mother, they talk so funny, and some of them are so dirty. Ooh, it just gives me the shivers to think about it. The Indians are just as afraid of you as you are of them. The only white men they've ever known before have stolen their furs and sold them whiskey. We aren't going to be able to do a thing until we convince them that we are different. I know that. You could help us a lot, Gwen, if you just go with Daddy over to the village and get acquainted with the boys and girls. Make friends with them. I just couldn't. Why didn't Daddy keep our church back in Minnesota? Why did we have to come way up here anyway? Because the Lord called us up here, Gwen, that's why. There's never been anyone to tell these people of Jesus and how he died for them until we came. I know, but Mother, what was that? What was that? You've heard loons before, my dear. That wasn't a loon, was it? Of course it was. You shouldn't get so frightened. There isn't anything here that's going to hurt you. I can't help it, Mother. All this forest and swamp and, and Indians. It was that night that Reverend Davis brought the Indian boy, Akina, to live with them. He had been talking about the homeless little orphan for several days, telling how he was shoved from one family to another, half the time not having enough to eat. 
Finally, he had talked with the chief of the village and received permission to take Akina home with him. Gwen, this is Akina. H hello He's going to be living with us. Oh. You can show him your room, Gwen. We'll have to move you onto the couch here in the living room until we can get the men to come over and help us build another bedroom. But, Daddy! Akina is our guest, dear. He's come to live with us. But why do I have to give him my room? But, Mother, I don't see why I have to give him my room. I just got new curtains made for it and everything. When Ethel and Ruth Bailey stayed with you that time back in Minnesota, you gave them your room, didn't you? But that was different. And how was it different? Well, they were white, and he he's an Indian. Gwen, there isn't any difference with God. He loves the Indian just as well as he does us or anyone else. But Akina is so dirty, and his clothes are so ragged and smelly. It's no wonder. The poor boy's been taking care of himself since his mother died. I'm going to make over some of Daddy's old clothes for him today. Come on. Go fishing. I don't think so. Catch big ones like that. Not today. Ever see baby porcupine? I find him, little fella, yesterday. So tiny. I... I don't want to walk in the woods. I go get him. You wait. I bring him. Gwen, dear, it hurts me to have you treat Akina that way. He's trying so hard to be friendly. I'm nice to him, Mother. Well, you don't act very nice to him. You could have gone fishing this morning. You know how you like to fish. And you were so excited last week when Daddy brought home those little tree toads. I'll be nice to him, Mother, but I just can't like him. Shh, I... here he comes. See? Look at him. So round, so tiny. He, he is cute. Will he hurt me? Any friend of Akina's is friend of his. Besides, his stickers don't stick yet. Two weeks slipped by, and Gwen, her mom, and her dad are sitting around the table. Akina had gone off fishing alone and hadn't returned yet. I'm worried about Akina. Yes, I am too. He was so interested in the gospel when he first came to live with us, but now he acts as though he doesn't care at all. He isn't nearly as friendly either. He used to help me with the work and ask Gwen to go fishing in places with him, but he doesn't do that anymore. I've been hoping we'd be able to win Akina for Christ. If we could just make one convert, we'd have an opening we could build on. I thought sure he was coming, but now I don't know. We must keep praying for him. He's such a lonely, friendless little fellow. Yes, he is a lonely little fellow. Uh, Mother, would you go with me to the village this morning? Perhaps you could talk with some of the Indian women. There are a few who speak English. You'll be all right with Akina here, won't you, Gwen? I suppose so. What are you going to do with that food, Akina, and Daddy's old canoe? I go away. But you can't do that, Akina. We want you to stay with us. You no like me. You no play with me. No talk to me. I go up north, help trapper maybe. But you're taking the canoe and bacon and potatoes. That's stealing. I pay your father back one day. He good man, your father. But you can't leave like this, Akina. 
Indian boy put a small piece of bacon into the sack, and without looking at Gwen, turned and strode out the door and down to the canoe. Gwen felt just terrible. It was all her fault. She was the one who had driven Akina away. Her lack of friendliness was keeping him from staying with them where he might come to Christ. She called after him, Akina, Akina, come back. But he kept on going. Gwen ran out on the long rickety dock, calling for Akina to come back, come back. Suddenly, her foot caught on a loose board, and she went plunging headlong into the deep water. Akina turned around, saw what was happening, and yelled, I'm coming, I'm coming, and he went in and rescued her. Akina, if you hadn't been here, I would have drowned. I can't swim, and the water is deep by the dock. I don't know how to thank you, Akina. Or what to say. I, I'm awfully sorry I treated you like I did. You want to be friends? You want to be friends with me? I do, Akina. If you'll have anything to do with me after the terrible way I've treated you. You know, since we have won Akina to Jesus, everything has changed at the village. I had four or five boys crowding around me asking questions this no. afternoon. Akina has been talking to them. Well. A- and just before I left, the chief himself sent word that he wants to see me tomorrow. Oh, my. He said that Akina has been talking with him, too. Isn't that wonderful? And it's all because Gwen made friends with Akina. He wouldn't have anything to do with us before that, as far as listening to the gospel was concerned. I'm so happy that Akina and I are friends, Daddy. I've found out that I really like him since I've gotten acquainted with him. And now that he's a Christian, I know I'm going to like him even more. You know, we've just seen it proved once more that the first step to winning anyone to the Lord Jesus is to be a real friend to them. I preach to Akina, but your friendship is the thing that made him listen.
Our story today took place many years ago when the Indians in northern Ontario were first reached with the gospel. But the lesson in today's story is just as good today. I believe it's summed up in Proverbs 18.24. A person who wants to have friends must himself be friendly. In other words, to have a friend, you need to be a friend. And be more interested in being a friend than in having a friend. What do I mean by that? Well, do you care more about others than you care about yourself? And of course, as Dad said at the end of the story, the first step to winning anyone to Christ is to be a friend. So, reach out to kids around you who may need a friend. You just might be able to introduce them to the very best friend anyone can have, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Storytime, a listener-supported production of CBH Ministries, because God loves kids. (music) 